Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 54th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion, and this week we wanted to have a beer from one of the local um, breweries out here in yeah. Oklahoma, in Tulsa, actually. Oh, yeah. Real local. Yeah, really local, and it's um, it's Marshall Atlas IPA mm-hmm. is what we're drinking tonight, and uh, yeah, they're, we wanted to support some, some local breweries, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, thought this would be a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I like. It is. Yeah, I like their IPA a lot. I like IPA their IPA. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yummy. It is. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. So this week, we wanted to talk about, um, basically like the different types of men that women attract and what it kind of says about you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of women still just have this kind of I don't know it's almost like this hopeless mentality of I don't understand why I can't find someone Mm -hmm. I don't understand why I'm not happy I don't understand why my relationships don't last I don't and and, you know 15 other I don't knows and why am I not like this and why am I not happy and why am I not happy like you and what's wrong with me and, and all that stuff and I think that while we've We've done episodes on Are You With a Loser? Mm-hmm. And um, what, what was another one that was kind of in this ballpark? What are you bringing to the what table, maybe? What are you bringing maybe? to the table, maybe, yeah. Uh, but we, we've talked about some negative traits of partners. We've talked about what your partner should be doing. And, and I still think, you know, we, we, we get questions, we get comments, we, we have conversations of there's still missing pieces almost. And so I think that this gives us an opportunity to really kind of get detailed with, uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily say toxic type of guys, but Mm -hmm. you know, I I think in the, in in the grand scheme of things of the different types of guys that are out there, it's not a whole lot of different types of guys. No, I, I think, you know, I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate that you can, really kind of put guys into probably 10 different categories. Mm -hmm. And so we want to talk about some of those, I guess, more negative categories. Yeah. um, Of the reason you're unhappy is because you're with this type of partner, but not necessarily. You're like seeking them out almost even too. That your your type is shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, whatever your type is, is bad. It's, uh-huh. you've, you've got to really, you got to reset your type meter or <laughs> right. whatever it is. Uh-huh. So, but before we get started with all that. Before I start calling your husband a moron. <laughs> well, hopefully he's not your husband yet and you're able to, to, uh, to curb that behavior yeah. immediately. But before we get started with that, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Yep, it's in line with the other stuff um, we've said. This is actually a famous author that said this, and really? I, I didn't write her name down, so I can't remember what it is. Um, but she says, "Someone who truly loves you sees what a mess you can be, how nobody, how moody you can get, and how hard you can be to handle, but still wants you." 
So a lot of times we read these, and it's coming from the person saying this, but this is almost that BS validation from someone that is like, no, true love is you are a mess, you are moody, you are Mm -hmm. a bitch, but this person sticks around even though you're a lot to handle. Yeah. Which this is probably a type of guy we're going to cover. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And probably why you're not happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good catch guys don't want bad catch women. No. And if you're moody and bitchy and hard to handle, you are not a good catch. Mm-mm. I don't care what you put on it or how you try to flip it or what other positive term you try to use to describe yourself. Bitchy, moody, can't handle themselves women are not catches. Well, and uh, you aren't going to attract a catch of the opposite sex acting like that. Yes. I, I think that um, if a woman... I, I do think, though, that a woman can act that way because of a guy being a moron, <laughs> though, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the wrong partner can bring out the worst in you. Yep. And so, I mean, just... Make sure that you're finding the right person mm-hmm. that brings out the best in you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we uh, we were really, I don't know, just trying to dig in deep, really, with this, with the, what we have to say tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we came up with quite a few different types of guys <laughs> out there that women are attracted to. And, I mean, I don't know, we, we were like, well, you know, we need to, like, come up with the, these t- the type of guys that, that they are attracted to and what it says about the woman. That yeah. what, what are some characteristics of those guys? Mm-hmm. And really more importantly than that is what does it say about you being with that type of guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then probably and more importantly... What what you should do to correct that? Fix it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, and I think you kind of hit on it too. I, I think that some of these, I mean, you kind of hit on it from the the other aspect of the guy that's making like this. But I think a lot of these characteristics we're going to cover, the woman can create as well mm-hmm. in the guy. Oh my gosh, yeah. You you can you can take a catch and make that individual not a catch. Uh huh. And ruin them because you're a bad partner. I mean, I think a lot of times we we really want to put the blame on on other people. I mean, that was one of the things. That was the, one of the first things I went through when I was getting divorced was how awful she was and how what she did did this. And if she hadn't done this, it would have been better. And if she hadn't done this, it would have been. So it was a really big finger pointing. Uh, I was completely right in all of that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! But it's you still had to step back and say, okay, well, what, what, what did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, I, I was probably stepping back as as I was so unhappy for the last part of the marriage, really trying to figure out what I was doing so wrong anyway as to how it got here. And mm-hmm. I I think I took a lot of responsibility of that, even blind responsibility. Just really, I couldn't pinpoint. Well, I did this, and this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. Or if I hadn't have done this, this is why we're here. It was just kind of like, well, I guess this is my fault, so I'll take the blame. Mm-hmm. But then when it started to go through the divorce, it was like, well, you know, she did this and she did that. Which, like I say, tongue in cheek, but 
those weren't false accusations. She did do those things, mm-hmm. um, but it was, you know, what what could have I done differently, or what did I do to cause those? Right. Um, and I think that you know we'll kind of get into it when we talk. But I think even though I was young and stupid when I got met or married, I think I was a better catch in the beginning mm-hmm. than I was especially towards the end yeah. until I got away from it. Yeah. And then I had to figure out how to be a good catch again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's so true. Uh-huh. So well, um, one of the ones that we that we wanted to cover was the the guy that isn't wanting to commit. We, we call him the non-committal mm-hmm. guy. The one that is emotionally unavailable and doesn't doesn't really want anything to do with you, really. Well, I think, and full disclosure before we get into this, we were just at the bar having some snacks and several beers, (laughs) and then we came home, and while we were getting ready to record, we decided to have some whiskey sours, (laughs) and so now we're drinking this. Oh, so this may get a little... Uh, a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, maybe get. I'm usually pretty reserved with my comments about oh, yeah. people and their relationship decisions. <laughs> yeah. I may not be so reserved tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh. I may be dropping names. Uh, no. B- bitches better be sweating. <laughs> Shut up. I'm gonna be dropping first and last names and all kinds of stuff here in a minute. No. So stay tuned. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, I think that, you know, when we look at the non-committal, that person is emotionally unavailable. This is, I think out of all the ones we're going to cover, this is the one that I'm, I'm, I think there's probably different levels if you're wasting your time, but this one is the most blatant. Yeah. You are absolutely wasting your time with Mm -hmm. this individual. Yeah, you really Um, are. I think the other ones, I think there's, and I think out of the ones we've talked about, this is really the ones that the corrective action is... Get out. Get out. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I know, well... You know, and I think with, uh, I, I was, you know, I was wondering about this one though, because do you think that, and I, I, I think I'll probably answer my own question, but I think that the guy can become emotionally available if he's with the right person. Or do you think that he's always going to be the... Yeah, I mean, well, I, th- I think a lot of this is goes back to what we've talked about before, that it, it's, it's the selection process that's the first step towards doom. Mm-hmm. You guys shouldn't be together in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know. I mean, do, do you take a, a stereotypical example of a, you know, a serial bachelor who finally settles down? Well, was he a serial bachelor because... He kept trying. Was George Clooney never married for the first 50 plus years of his life because he chose to be or because he it just took him that long to meet the right person? I know. Yeah, that's true. Well, I know. Yeah, and like uh, that is a good person to even <laughs> relate this to mm-hmm. because he, because he was single for so long. But like and I'm sure a lot of the women that he did date were like, "What the hell? Like why isn't he wanting mm-hmm. to commit?" And these dudes, they will they act like they are committed to you. Well, they're real, they're real quick to let you know that they're interested right. in you. And they're real quick to let you know they want a relationship. Uh-huh. And I think that the, the non-committal and the emotional unavailability, 
maybe relative to what you as the as the female partner wants the next step to be. Mm-hmm. So it's that person that you, you kind of find yourself wanting to talk about or asking the question of, what's next for us? Where yeah. do you see us in three to five years? Right. And if they just shrug and say, well, I don't know. Things are just going great right now. Why do we want to worry about that? Yeah. This is who we're talking about. I know. Yeah. Um, I know. Or like, the guy that... You know, you, you're thinking, oh, well, maybe we should move in together or uh-huh. something. And he's like, no, like, I need my I own need space, my space. Yeah. and I just can't do that yeah. w- with somebody else. So, But they almost try to flip it like they're doing you a favor. Yeah. Well, I'm messy. You don't want to live with me. This yeah. is just, you know. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they don't want to live with you mm-hmm. is what that is. Mm-hmm. And they're, they don't want to say that because that's hurtful. Um, but they don't have the balls or the guts to actually in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to kind of be apathetic about it. Yeah. And it's not necessarily that they're they're running around trying to hook up with other people. They may be kind of complacent with it, but they just don't want to progress the relationship any further. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think that those guys could be cheaters as well. I don't want to let them off the hook that easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you you know, I, I think that they will, they'll have that characteristic of, almost kind of this this fleeting type of relationship that you kind of know deep down that this thing could be over any at any given point in time but you don't want to think about it because you're having a good time right now yeah but then when the lights go out and you're laying in bed by yourself because he's not living with you or he's out with his buddies or or whatever he's made plans without you Mm -hmm. you're like i just don't know if this is gonna last yeah um Hopefully, you're not stupid enough to marry this type of person. Chances are they won't marry you anyway. Yeah, exactly. They um, won't. So that, that may be for your own good. Yeah. But people will waste a lot of years in time. Well, and, and the funny thing about this is the guy the guy may not just... He, he's that guy that's like, I just don't want to legally commit that we're married. Mm-hmm. But they'll knock you up. They yeah. may have two kids with you. Yeah. And still be completely emotionally unavailable uh-huh. and noncommittal. Yeah, I know. And like, what is that... Like, why are you not wanting to take the next step Mm -hmm. and get married or, you know? But I think some girls try to do that to force the commitment. I That's true. Well, we have a kid now. You've got to commit to me. And even if, or they justify it. Well, we may not be married, but, you know, he's my baby daddy and... That's that's as good as a commitment as being married. Or something we're like we're that. practically married. Yeah, we're practically married. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know how, we we you all know how we feel about that. Yeah, about that, that crap. statement. That's BS. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that they use the I think they use the kids as, as yeah. justification themselves and everybody else that oh, we are committed to each other that's when you're not. True. But a I lot know. of guys don't look at kids as a commitment to you at all. Mm-hmm. And women are you know unfortunately dumb enough sometimes to think that that's what it means. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and it I, should. I'm not saying it shouldn't. Yeah, it should mean, but these type of guys don't recognize that. Right, and I think what it says about the woman is that she she has very low self esteem. Yeah. doesn't find herself to have any worth. Mm-hmm. And I and we were talking about it earlier, and and with with this type of person that puts up with that, it's. Usually, someone that has a parent or something that is emotionally unavailable when you're a child, mm-hmm. and you learn, you know, as you're a, a kid growing up, 
you know, oh, this is how, this is normal. You unfortunately think that that's how love is. Yeah. And that love so... and acceptance is an emotional detachment from someone you care about and are looking for validation from. And so mm-hmm. because you're, because your mommy didn't go to your events and didn't support you enough and didn't love you and she was emotionally unavailable, you just subconsciously choose as an adult to continue that same type of relationship with someone of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so sad yeah. to have to deal with that. And I don't know, I just, I feel bad for for people that that do have to go through that. And And it's so weird to me, or it's just crazy how something like that, you know, when you're a child can just carry on throughout your entire life and you not yeah, you didn't realize, realize it. You're, you're sabotaging all of your future because of something your parents did to you mm-hmm. that you don't even recognize. Um, yeah, the other thing, I mean, you talked about the self-esteem and the confidence, but these these type of women try to re- try really hard to portray that they're very confident mm-hmm. and, and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they... They constantly seek that approval. And I think especially, you can see it so much more nowadays because of social media. Yeah. These are the type of girls, not all of them, but you will see these type of girls constantly seek approval and attention via social media because they aren't getting that validation from the person that they really want it from. Mm -hmm. And it's just a never-ending cycle. We're not big ultimatum people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you just really, I mean, this is where you will see those people give that ultimatum. Like, you either commit to me or we're done. And I would almost think nine times out of ten, the woman that's with this emotionally unavailable, you know, non-committal person, unfortunately is not the one that actually ends the relationship. He does. Oh, I know. Yeah. Almost every time. Uh-huh. He just bounces. I'm uh-huh. out of here. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. Well, After you've wasted how many years? I know. With and this I think person? it is like it, it's just a a done and gone thing. Mm-hmm. Like they they don't even like they're not attached enough they to don't, even want to work it yeah, out. Yeah, they don't allow you to call them and be like, "Hey, you know, meet me for coffee or whatever." Mm-hmm. It's just done and over with. Yeah. And they've probably moved on and knocked somebody else out. Yeah, probably. Within a couple of months after the breakup. Probably, yeah. One of the things that you have to be aware of with this, too, is when... If if you take the advice of you need to get out of there and end it, when you end it on this person, if if that man isn't the one that got to end it first... They are the ones that will immediately come back and say, I've changed. Oh, Do you want to get I married? Know. Let's get married. Do you oh, want kids? Let's have kids. You, you want me to move in? I'll move <laughs> in. And they give this knee-jerk reaction to do something that they don't want to do. Uh-huh. And don't be dumb enough to be like, well, we broke up and now we're back together and everything's great because now I'm getting exactly what I want. Yeah. Because you've just forced him into a situation he didn't want to be in. Uh-huh. And it's not going to have the legs to maintain. It's no, going to end. It, 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 it may last 5, 10, 15, 25 years. But it's going to end because now there's a level of resentment there because yeah. he feels, well, I sacrificed everything, everything. I wanted to make you happy. Uh-huh. You were the one that wanted to get married. Yeah. You were the one that wanted to have kids. I just wanted to be with you, so I was willing to do any of that for you. Uh-huh. And now they resent you because their life is a living hell. And you find out after you force them to do that, your life isn't really any better anyway. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. We all can see on Facebook that you're pretending it is. <laughs> Oh, shit. Gosh. I told you. I've had a few booze. Uh, yeah. You, you definitely have. 
Yeah. So when, but if you, well, our advice is to get out of it, yep. is to get out of that situation and, and uh, yeah, run for the hills and do not look back and don't, <laughs> don't answer that phone if he does try to mm-hmm. call you back. But the, so another one that we were talking about is the fixer upper. Now we all, everyone loves Chip and Joanna and we all like to watch that show, <laughs> Fixer Upper. But you do not want to get involved with the fixer-upper type dude. Yep. Bad stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the... I know we'll get into the person that picks this, but I do think the person that picks this partner is kind of narcissistic themselves. You think so? In this. Yeah. I don't think the fixer-upper is necessarily that way, but I think the if we're talking a woman being with a, a male fixer-upper, I think uh-huh. the woman's kind of... Narcissistic. Yeah. yeah. So if you're trying to figure out, like, well, what's a fixer upper? You know, this this is the guy that you quote unquote have saved. Mm-hmm. They were whatever they were they were headed down whatever path. Most of these fixer upper guys have some kind of previous uh, traumatic incident in their past. They went through a horribly messy divorce or breakup. They've you know experienced an extreme amount of grief. Uh, you know, either as a child or an adult. Maybe they were sexually abused as a child. It, it, nothing that's not justifiable that they're a fixer-upper. Right. But these are things that could have happened. They're damaged. Damaged goods. It's They're damaged goods. And it doesn't mean that they're not worthy of being in a relationship. No. And I think on the surface, people would think, well, I'm a fixer-upper. They Or I'm a fixer. They're a fixer-upper. We are the perfect couple. Mm-hmm. But it's not. No. It's not that way. Um, and and this, this person will ultimately end up dragging you down mm-hmm. if they don't get their life back on their own. Yeah. Um, if you are that Band-Aid that is holding their shit together, that's bad news. Mm-hmm. If they can't stand on their own two feet without you and... and I'm not saying you test it by dumping them and being like, how do they do? Mm-hmm. But the way they communicate with you, the way that they talk with you, the way that they, they've put you up on this pedestal like you're God's gift sent to them because they were headed down this dark tunnel path, that's not as good as you want it to actually come off to be. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a good situation to be in. Well, yeah, they're super needy. Mm-hmm. Um, they And... They'll be the person that is like, oh my gosh, you saved me. Mm-hmm. You know, you saved me from going down this other path and blah, blah, blah. And while you're maybe trying to help them out, they're, yeah, like you said, they're bringing you down. Yeah. And I, I mean, I could speak to the, for this, from my own personal experience with somebody that was, he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily a fixer upper when we got together. Mm-hmm. But eventually, um, I mean, dealing with a drug addict, you you want to help them. You want them to to try to do better and and better both of your lives. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if they are stuck in the rut that they're gonna continue to be in, <laughs> then you need to get out of that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I don't necessarily think that every time you need to pick up and go with that type of right. 
partner. Yeah, and, and that's that's not the recommendation. Mm-hmm. It's you know I think really the first one we talked about is probably the only one we'd say that about. Mm-hmm. Um, this one you need you need to guide this partner to have more independence on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if if you find yourself, and this is where you ended up being. But if you find yourself playing mommy, yes, yeah, you're you're with this fixer upper type of individual. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have to keep patting them on the butt and telling them everything's going to be okay. Um, you shouldn't, you know, have to do so much for them to keep their chaotic life in order. Yeah, I mean, like for me, applying for jobs, mm-hmm. you know, sending resumes to different places and. Making sure, or getting phone calls in the middle of the day because, oh, I don't know where the bread is and, and stuff. Yeah. Dumb little shit like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it happened all the time. Well, and I, th- I think that this, this male partner can be very grateful. I think they can yeah. recognize and understand oh, everything yeah. uh-huh. you do for them. Uh-huh. But if your relationship resume looks more like a, a maternal checklist of what you would do for children, mm-hmm. you you don't need to be married to a child. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, we would see it a lot in the healthcare field. Mm-hmm. People getting involved with, with people like this. Yeah, a, a lot of times we, we, we would see nurses who were so used to providing whatever level of care for patients that they had a hard time not doing that in their personal lives. Mm-hmm. So they were always looking for someone that needed help. Yeah. They're always looking for someone to save. They're always looking for someone to coax along and, and, and you know, put the back teen and the band-aids on their knees uh, and help them get up and brush themselves off and get back out there. And I, I think that while a lot of those can kind of come off as noble traits, it can have some very long-term self-destructive patterns of, of you not being in a good relationship. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, will, you will start to see sometimes in these relationships the... The, the pitfalls or downsides or weaknesses or issues with the fixer-upper partner start to mirror in you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you will see those, those characteristics start to kind of go on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're in too deep. I know. And you can't see it. And so, once again, to the, the recommended remedy for that stuff is to let them stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. You know, know, you shouldn't be holding their hand every step of the way. Uh-huh. Um, and I think and it's hard. I, it I would, it's, that, yeah, it's very hard. I think it's really hard to, to, um, I'm, <laughs> and maybe people could think that I'm controlling or something, but to, to try to wait for somebody to do something mm-hmm. when you know the answer. You know exactly what they need to do, but for them to realize what yeah what they need to do, you're like, come on, just freaking do it. Mm-hmm. Just get out there and do something with your life. Or yeah, but but I think a lot of these girls don't even think that. I think they really feel like they wear it like this badge of honor. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to let anybody mess with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going like to stand up for you no matter what. Yeah. And, and they, they, it, it's, you know, it's the bird that fell out of the nest and broke its wing. It's never going to fly like the rest of the birds again. Uh-huh. And now you feel like you have to shoo away every other predator that's going to come around. Uh-huh. And 
I don't want to say it's a waste of time, but I don't think that they even recognize what you were saying with that. I think they 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 wear it like a badge of honor, yeah. and, and and that morphs into this almost high of they need me, mm-hmm. and I and you thrive off of that. I can, I'm not going to leave because they need me. Mm-hmm. I'm their life support. And you can end up enabling that behavior, yeah. at least if you have the recognition that you need to grow up and do this on your own. At least you're not that sucking the life out of yourself and them life support that's like, you don't ever have to worry about anything else again. I'm going to always be here for you. I'm going to do this for you and that for you and this for you and take away all their independence because you know how weak and enabling or and unable they are to do anything. And then you end up being the complete enabler in that type of real losery, broken, damaged behavior. Yeah. Uh And then you end up feeling happy that you know they can't ever stand on their two feet without you. Yeah, that's, that is fucked up. And that's where you get narcissistic. Yeah, that's so, that's right. I know. Yeah, because I'm like, when when you're saying, like, uh, I think that they could be narcissistic, I'm like, well, but I've dealt with that and... I'm not a narcissist. Well, obviously not, because you got out of it. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but you can't be your partner's methadone clinic. <laughs> yeah. You know. I know. Uh huh. But so yeah, with with that one, just uh, just try to let them grow. Let up. them do. do let them stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they will. They will do it yeah. if you allow them to do it. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't just keep holding them. Right. Um, another one that we were talking about is the moocher type person. Yep. I mean, this one is exactly what it sounds like. Someone that mooches off of, mm-hmm. mooches off of you and takes advantage of you financially, I think, the yeah. most. I mean, I, I, think that, I think that there could be some levels of the emotional support that they aren't giving you, but they're always requiring mm-hmm. in there. But I think when you, yeah, I think if, if you look at this from a pretty big financial perspective of they they expect you to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes this can be your fault. Yeah. You, you, you've, you've made them accustomed to... Counting on you to take care of that financial stuff. I know. Um, but I, I think sometimes you, you, you may not find out they're a moocher until you're kind of in over your head. But some of the warnings, you need to look at what they're bringing to the table. Yeah. If you're in that dating phase and you've got your own apartment and you've got your own furniture and you've got your dishes and you've got everything that a single girl needs. Uh-huh. And you start dating somebody that's still living with mom. They aren't going to have all that stuff. Yeah. I know. Start dating someone that's living with mom, and then you want to take it to the next level, but you know that they don't have their own place, so you invite them to move in with you, and then which initially <clears throat> all that goes missed. You don't you don't step back and say, "Oh, they're not bringing anything to this." Yeah. You you really look at it from from a a, a noble kind of perspective right. of well, I I love you, I want to be with you, um, I've got all that stuff. What. Even if they had all that, why would we need two of everything? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you may, it may just completely go over your head or unnoticed initially. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a sign to look for. What what have they accumulated? If you both are, 
you know, late 20s pushing 30, and they have nothing that normal adults should have, A, they're a loser. Mm-hmm. And, and B, you are going to be the kind of power balance in that relationship, which some people get off on. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. I know. They want that mutual. And it almost kind of goes back to what we talked about before in the other one, but you, you almost want to promote that behavior and enable it because you're able to say, well, I'm the breadwinner. Mm-hmm. This is mine. That's mine. You didn't bring... I had all this when we got in a relationship anyway. And so if you're that kind of control power freak, mm-hmm. that may be something you feel is right up your alley to do. Yeah. But you're not going to be happy in no, that situation. No, yeah. I was going to say that. Like, you're not going to... You're if you're having to have those conversations of I had all of this anyway, you mm-hmm. know before before we met and this and that. Yeah, obviously you're not happy and like where are you gonna go in your relationship with this person that didn't have anything mm-hmm. to bring to the table? Period. Right. I know. And and if you haven't listened to our what do you bring to the table or are you, with, Are you with a loser episode? You need to go back and listen to those because this, I mean, I think especially Are You With a Loser? That's not harsh at all. <laughs> I, even recording that, I was like, man, after listening to it, I was like, yeah, that was kind of harsh. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Some of you guys are with losers out there. Yeah. Quit wasting your time with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think with this one, it, it's almost kind of the same advice with the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, let them do that stuff on their own. The, the problem with this is a lot of times these girls will find themselves in these positions where they're supporting a partner's dream that's going nowhere. Yeah, that's you know, true. I want to be a rock star. I want to be well, whatever. Well, like, I think of Andy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. When him and Karen, or not Karen. Um, oh, she was Karen on The Office. <laughs> yeah, she She's Ann Perkins Ann on Perkins. the record. Yeah. <laughs> When they were together, and how she supports him yeah. the whole time, and you know he he doesn't he has a cat or two casts right because yeah, he can't both of his legs all. yeah cast because he's yeah. in the pit and so yeah she's taking care of him literally waiting on him hand and foot ends up wearing the cast for like what two weeks extra yeah, yeah. and you know and she's like cooking him all the stuff and doing all these little things for him and you're like. Dude, once you get that those casts off, you need to fucking do something with your right. life. And, and obviously, in the show, she realizes. But th- that's the yeah, type but, of person it is, though. But that, even Lou using that comparison, mm-hmm. her dumping him was the best thing she could have done oh, for him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. And then he and needed then to he... get with a girl that wasn't going to mooch him, and it was no nonsense. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I think that that... that I think the moocher can be created by that same type of caregiver mentality of mm-hmm. a partner. Yeah. Oh, and um, she was a nurse. <laughs> yeah. She was a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> that, that can happen kind of unknowingly. You find yourself like all of a sudden you're like, how did I end up with a mooch? Yeah. It wasn't like this in the beginning. Uh-huh. It didn't. It seemed like we were contributing equally and now it's not. And I think some people, if they are not held accountable to contribute, they're not going to contribute. Yeah. Some people are just that fucking lazy. I know. That if you say, oh, you don't have to contribute, you don't have to work, you don't have to do this, just just sit back and chase your dream and, and I'll be here patiently waiting. Yeah. They're going to do that. Uh-huh. Okay, great. This is awesome. I know. And then later on in life, you are going to... Resent them. Yes. And you're not going to... It's not going to be good. 
And eventually it's going to probably end badly. <laughs> and whatever their dream is, you know, a big slap reality is they're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Well, people that chase their dream know that it takes hard work and dedication. And people chase their dream while still having full-time jobs. I know. Well, and while and people working that, towards them. People that chase their dream that actually make it, it to yeah. their dream do work hard and they're not going to be a mooch. Right. Yeah. So know the freaking difference. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one. Oh man. Another one that we were, we were talking about that. I mean, we've seen, we've seen this one quite a bit is a bully. Mm-hmm. The bully. I mean, it's obviously said in the, in the title mm-hmm. of it, but someone that treats you not very good and, and even like, talks to you like you're a child. Yeah. Most bullies are not you don't, I don't I don't think you typically see I'm trying to figure out how to best say that. From our experience and what I've seen, the bully has been the male and Immediately, I thought he was not worthy of the female he was with in the first place. Well, we've seen we've seen female bullies though too, but we we're, yeah. but we'll because we wanted to talk. We wanted to have another episode. We didn't say anything about this being part one at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So halfway through the episode, guess what? This is just part one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that was one of the first things I noticed. The mm-hmm. second thing I noticed was. These bullies have their partner convinced that they are this strong alpha male type of personality, mm-hmm. and they're not. Yeah. They're just a little beta bitch <laughs> that you have not stood up to. Right. Because what we've seen in that scenario is that strong-willed husband or boyfriend or whatever that is bossing his girl around, when he steps in a room with a real alpha, he's... A little bitch. A little bitch, uh-huh. yeah. And he's easy to calm down once you tell him to shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he backs up. But then he kind of takes out his his issues and aggression once he gets back home. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I know. On on the woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but I, I think like that, that that's one of the things that I think whenever you... I think a lot of times you even look... And I know we're not going to you know dive deep into this alpha beta thing. But I think a lot of times when... Somebody's like, well, he's an alpha male. You, you, people tend to associate bully with it, but that's not... Bullies aren't alpha males. Mm-hmm. They're not. Well, I know because I think... Because most of the time, even like growing up, I remember like standing up for kids that were being bullied by a dude that... I don't know. You, he thought that he, he, was, yeah, he, an thought he was an alpha. Yeah. And I would stand up. Stand up to the bully and tell him, why are you, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, don't do this. And he would shut down. Right. And that's not, that's definitely not an alpha. Yeah, that's not alpha characteristic at all. Um, <clears throat> so I, so I think that that's one of the things that, I, I, I don't understand the dynamic of how the woman hits a point where she feels that, or how he was able to convince her that she needs him more than he needs her. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. That's one of the things I don't I don't get. But I guess going with the progress of what does that say about her? Mhm. Where does that leave her? 
Well, I think that she doesn't have very much confidence herself. And I think that the bully doesn't have... He Deep down, there's something wrong with him, mm-hmm. too. And he doesn't have confidence, so he's, like, trying to overcompensate and pretend that he has the confidence that he doesn't have. Right. But, um, but yeah, I think that it, it just says that she does not have self She has very low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If she's going to put up with that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the, the remedy to this is how you would handle any bully. You stand up to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. You confront him and, and you shut it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'll back down. Oh, yeah. They will. Um, I mean, I guess people that have been physically abused would probably disagree with that. So Well, I know. Most and, of the time, they'll back and down. And if that's the case, you need to... Yeah, it's a, there's no remedy. You need The remedy is getting out of there. Walk, uh, walk yeah. away completely. And You'll see these type of guys, once the relationship is over, they are a groveling mess that act like an absolute child when it's done. Mm-hmm. You know, These are the ones that, when you get divorced, they will draw it out. As long as they can, Ugh, out of spite, yeah. and because they act like they're five. Yeah. Um, so they don't handle the breakup very well because they really think and thought that they were in control of the relationship, and you've taken that away from them once you finally stand up uh-huh. for yourself, and they don't know how to react. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. And Bunch I think of bitches. <laughs> they're, they're very controlling mm-hmm. with everything, and... Uh, and yeah, when they don't have that control, and they don't get their way. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's they are are not happy, and they don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so yeah, putting them in that situation is is kind of funny to mm-hmm. even see play out. Oh yeah, to watch them squirm mm-hmm. around about it and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, going with the bully and the alpha male and all that. Um. We also wanted to kind of tie in the beta male mm-hmm. as well, and uh, and I mean with the with a beta male, you usually categorize this guy as the good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, He's the good guy who finished last. Yeah, yeah, and that's I mean that's what they always say. And good guys that finish last, I don't know about any other race, but whoever came last is the biggest loser. <laughs> But no, we try to spin it like good guys finished first uh-huh. with this. Yeah. Or that's what you typically think when you've, you, you almost, women act like they've seen the light. Like I've been with a bunch of bad boys and I've been with guys that did this and now, now I'm going to settle for, for this. Mm-hmm. A, a, a sensitive guy who's in tune with my needs and, and unfortunately they end up becoming a doormat. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. They're... They're very weak. They can't really think for themselves, mm-hmm. even. Um, and they don't. They don't have very. They're not confident. Is this what we would also consider a pushover? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So I mean, if 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 you're always getting your way, you're you're As with a, a pushover. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. You are. Mm-hmm. There's a happy middle. Once again, I think that one of the things that you know you and I've especially talked links about, but 
we don't ever feel like we're sacrificing. Yeah. And that, that really ties into the why we don't think relationships take hard work mm-hmm. is because we don't sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We, we have enough in common, and we were particular enough through the selection process with one another that when I do what I want to do, it's what you want to do also. Yeah. It's well, not I know. what I just want to do. Yeah. And when you want to do what you want to do, it's, it's what, what I want to do, do also. also. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> there's, there's not this level of sacrifice. And we, we, we tend to put it like there's a winner and loser sometimes. And we've talked about that with how, um, you know, when people argue or they fight or they get in a disagreement that they immediately feel that somebody has to win and somebody has to lose. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're always winning and your partner's always losing, that's the beta male. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from my own personal experience, you can take a alpha male, you can take someone that's a, a leader, you can take someone that's a strong person, and you can step on them enough and beat them into a submission to a point to where they become a beta male. Mm-hmm. I think there's some guys that are natural betas um, because it's just how they are. Mm-hmm. They're just sensitive little bitches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I think there's other guys that time, relationship, women, whatever it is, just wears them down to where they just don't care. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's kind of what happened to me because mm-hmm. it was just like I I was a pretty you know when, when we met and I was in my young 20s and I, I was you know I was the gang le- or not, not a real gang I mean like my <laughs> the gang that I was like <laughs> my friends and stuff like that you know I was the leader of our little pack and and uh, you know I was that alpha kind of young man mm-hmm. um, and even through you know, a decent amount of my military career, I probably maintained that. And then even when things started to head south, I think on the surface it didn't really go anywhere. But then by the by the end of it, I was just so beat down, beat down and pushed into submission that I, I just, I didn't even know how to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that was where, you know, out of all the things good that happened when I got into working in security at the time that forced me to stand up for myself because you were dealing with people that wanted to physically harm you. Yeah, that's Um, true. And so that helped me kind of start getting my confidence back and Uh things like that. But I just kind of went along with things. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's one of the things that you see from, from these guys that like, you know, these, these former great high school football stars that held state records and, and now they're just standing by the grill of super quiet flipping burgers it's somebody that had a pretty strong alpha personality for their adolescence and their teenage years and young adult lives are now just this quiet, serene, just little Whatever. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's usually the woman's fault. I know. Well, and I think that the woman, what it could say about her is that one, she's she is probably controlling. Mm-hmm. And I think that they have narcissistic behaviors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, mean you, if, if you, when you always have to be right and you always have to win and you always have to get your way, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You're not a desirable person to be around. And, I, and, and once again, I don't think that women go into relationships that way. 
a lot of times the women that are with these men feel like they've deserved whatever you know good bounce they get continually to where it's not reciprocated on the other side where it's ever like, well, you deserve this as well to their male counterpart. Mm-hmm. It's just me. And I think that that's kind of where you, you get into what we talked about, the givers and takers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a taker. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this, e- even the, even taking the, the transformation of you were with the alpha and now they became a, a beta. That doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. Women will, actively go after a beta male for the intent purpose oh, yeah. of being in control mm-hmm. and having a doormat and knowing they're not going to stand up to me. I'm the bully in the relationship. Mm-hmm. They're not going to tell me what to do. I'm going to get my way. I'm going to have as many kids as I want. I'm going to go out with the girls when I want, and they're going to passively sit by and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that is very narcissistic. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, the, the last, last one that we wanted to cover was, well, I think it's kind of a, it's definitely a different one that, um, that you, you don't really think about like generally, you know, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, but it's, we, we wanted to call it the dark horse. Yep. Um, and it's somebody that you... That you don't see yourself ending up with mm-hmm. when when you first meet them. Even. They're not your quote-unquote type. Even yeah. if your type is shit, it's not that this type is better, bad. it's just different. Yeah. Well, I, I, you say bad, I said better, but uh-huh. it's, not, it's not good or bad or, or better or worse, it's just different. And uh-huh. so you think because it's different, that means it's a good decision. And oh, it's not. yeah. That's uh-huh. where I was going with yeah, it. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Most of the dark horse guys aren't bad guys. Uh-huh. No. But they're bad for women that choose them. I know. Yeah, I know cuz they are they are good dudes, most of them. They're givers. Uh-huh. These are guys that are typically more infatuated with you as a woman than you are with them. Mhm. This is that I, I I dark horse and underdog are different, but I think there are some similarities to it, but um this may be that coworker that you've never thought about in a romantic way, mm-hmm. but they've probably had a crush on you since the first day you started working together, or met you in your social circle. Maybe it's not work. Maybe it's you know whatever your extracurricular activity is. And this is that that guy that was kind of your friend. This this is the the friend zone the friend dude. zone guy that. Mm-hmm. Is the underdog to other friend zone guys who actually make it out of the friend zone? Yeah, that you never see actually making it out of the friend zone. Yeah, you're like he's never getting out of that, and then he does, and it's and you're like, like what the hell? What the hell? How did he do oh. that? Now, it sounds like a success story. Yeah, but I got bad news for you. These don't end good. Yeah, they're not. This is this is a beta male. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's going after. Is there an alpha female? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily call no, them an alpha, alpha female. But this is that guy that's like a four or five, and he ends up with a eight to ten female. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell? That's her husband. Mm-hmm. That's who they got. Now, one of the things oh, he that must happens, have, he must have a good personality. Yeah, one of the things that happens is the woman is fully aware. 
that on the scale of looks, she is the one leading that relationship. Mm-hmm. And well, so it doesn't she, even have to be looks. It could be it could be that she's more, more financially or, yeah. successful. Usually, or, it's looks, though. I would say most of the time it's looks, but. She has to defend this because people will say, "What? What?" Did, and she knows what did you see in him? Yeah, how did you end up together? Uh-huh. And so that's where the well, he's a really nice guy, or he treats me really well, or all I did was date a bunch of dickheads and assholes, and he's not like that. Mm-hmm. And it's not so it's not so much that you found a catch. Mm-hmm. You your original type of dating dickheads and assholes led you down a path to where you picked up the clearance idol on the end cap or clearance item on the end cap that nobody else wanted. Oh, but I like clearance. <laughs> well, everybody likes clearance. You get to save some money. But it's clearance for a reason. Yeah. You don't find a star product on the clearance item or in the clearance aisle. Yeah, you do sometimes. Not necessarily. Why the fuck are you blowing my point? <laughs> my it's not, God. It's not a good analogy if you can't if you can't prove your point. <laughs> You're not going to find the best of the best on a clearance item. It's still out there on the rack at full price. Can you find a good deal? Yeah. Can you find something that used to be the best of the best and now it's on clearance? Yeah, but it's got an expiration date that's expiring in a couple of days. Okay. It's not the best. Okay. But these... I'll give you that. These (laughs) girls end up justifying why... Because they know everybody's questioning it. Uh-huh. Why are you with him? Yeah. And so they have to like defend their choice all the time. I know. And the well, guy is just like holding on for the ride with all of his know. life because he's like, this could end at any point in time. Yeah. And most of the time it does. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it does. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I was thinking like, because I've been the person that asked, why him? You know? Yeah. And and now I feel fucked up for even asking that question. But <laughs> every I mean everybody does it though. I mean even if you don't literally say it to the person's face, a lot of people most people are wondering or ask to themselves at least, mm-hmm. why why are you settling? Yeah. Why are you settling for this person? Yeah, people think you settle on it. Uh-huh. I mean one of the incidences that I know you were witness to or you may have made a negative comment about, the good news was when he was like a five or six and she was an eight or nine, she's now a five or six, so they just met in the middle. Yeah, I guess so. So that's how you handle that. <laughs> well, that's not good, though, because they're not bettering themselves. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that you know the, these ones... What what this, and I guess kind of stay on track, what this says is what, what you just brought up. You've settled. Mm-hmm. And and you know you've settled. Mm-hmm. And I think while you're busy trying to convince everybody else that what you did is the right thing, you, you know that that's what you did. Mm-hmm. And you're, not, you're trying to convince yourself that it was the right decision as much as everybody else. Right. Well, you know what I was thinking is like, so I know that we, we had one episode... About, uh, gosh, I can't remember what the title was, but, um, we were talking about dating out of, outside of your comfort oh, zone. Oh, yeah, the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so this is, this, is, is this contradictory? <laughs> it is kind of. <laughs> this, this person is actually dating outside of their comfort zone, mm-hmm. but I, I'm trying to think like, what would be the happy, the, the happy medium 
area where, you know, you know that you need to pursue this or not. Well, and I I think that whenever we talked about the comfort zone thing, my, my intent and my point behind some of what I said in that episode was really really specific to people that were dating a lower caliber type of person anyway. Yeah. And quit dating this comfortable area of uh. low caliber people that nobody wants in the first place and better yourself to go get in a new circle yeah. to start finding better partners. Right. That was kind of my intent. This is one of those that you've probably still been dating in a crappy pool mm-hmm. and now you've pulled somebody else from a different crappy pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I guess that I guess that makes more sense. And that's why we said at the beginning of it, it's it's not that it's better or worse, it's different. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it was still a good decision. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, because, I, I don't know, I just think about it, and it's like, sometimes the, you know, the nice guy that you would have never thought about... Mm-hmm is is going to be the right person for and you. And I think that's fine as long as you're happy with that. As but long I, as I they, think a lot of women are. But, but I guess far too often women feel that they are settling. Yeah. And that's what the problem is. Right. If then, you feel like you're settling, then then that's a problem. Yeah. If you If you go after the guy that is different and you didn't see, you didn't mm-hmm. think that you would ever date or whatever... Right. But you're happy with the decision that you made, mm-hmm. then that's good. <laughs> yeah. But it's just the the other side of it where if you if you don't if you feel like you're settling mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Right, and that, and that's where I think that looking at it and it, that's why you know what we say the things like if you're defending it, if you don't if you aren't doing that and you don't see it and. You're in love with the person. You're not defending them. You're not defending them to other people. You're not defending it to yourself. You're not trying to convince everyone and yourself that this was the right decision. Because you know deep down it was the right decision, and it's not even a second thought that everybody else has to understand or agree with it in the first place. Yeah. So I think that when I hear girls either warn people. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah talk about. Uh-huh. Before they meet their partner. Yeah. That's a if you have flag. to warn someone, you have already made the decision that you have either started dating down or you've settled mm-hmm. or so, because you have admission that something's wrong. Yeah. So in a true, sincere, dark horse scenario where they live happily ever after, that's not a realization that comes to, mm-hmm. that they come to at all. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen, we've seen a girl, I don't even know, I don't know what scale on the, on the rating scale I would give her. I think depending, maybe around a seven or eight, mm-hmm. but she ended up marrying a who I thought looked like a very butch female. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like oh. "Oh, she's gay." Yeah. No, that's her husband. I was like, "What? That's yeah. a dude." Yeah. He looks like a butch girl. Um. I think every time I see him, I I can't get it out of my head now. Every time I see him, I'm like, every time I'm like, oh, look at this, look at this chick. I think it's a chick. And then I'm like, that's a very masculine female. Uh And then it's like, oh, no, that's, that's a guy. 
Oh, that's so-and-so. Okay, mm-hmm. that's her husband. Yep. Yeah. And that was just so odd because she was a player for the most part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She had good-looking guys. She had good-looking boyfriends. Yeah. And she, she they were all shit. Mm-hmm. They were all assholes. They were all jerks. They were all... The know, bad boy. The bad boy mm-hmm. that wasn't worth spending time on. And then she did a complete 180 and went to this this weird place of, I'm not going to focus on on anything that I've been focused on before. I don't want a, a good-looking, sexy, hot bad boy at all. I want... This softball coach. <laughs> softball coach. Oh my gosh. Seth. Oh man. Oh my gosh. But it's this just lopsided, you know, kind of. But yeah, and she is having to explain herself why she chose. Yeah, that. why yeah. she chose that partner. So it's not sincere. And that, it's, that's and my it's point. like, well, he's a really nice guy, and. He treats my kids good and, you know, all, whatever, I mean, may, and, you know, uh, maybe he really is a really good guy. Well, and nobody's saying that he's not. Yeah. That's not the debate. And that's not the issue. He, he is. Mm-hmm. It's, she she's, knows that she settled uh-huh. and everybody else knows she settled uh-huh. and she's now in that defense mode where, well, like I said before. And, and she doesn't mean to be in the defense mode. Like, it's, because <laughs> I'm sure that she feels, like, almost bad that she has to defend him and stand up for herself mm-hmm. and and say, well, you know, he may not be good looking or he may look like a lesbian, <laughs> but, you yeah. know, and just have to explain why, exactly why she's with him. Mm-hmm. Um... But I don't know where I was going with that. But I don't know. Yeah, she just. I. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that she. She doesn't plan on. On being well, like that. It's not intentional. She. I mean. She. I don't think she necessarily feels. Oh, I'm better than him. But she. You don't think that? I don't know. I think so because I think she thinks she's better than everybody else anyway. Really? Yeah. But we'll have them on. I want to. I want to explore this further. <laughs> I got some questions, and then we'll be like, "Oh, this is the the yeah. couple that was the lesbian <laughs> looking dude." No, <laughs> you know, but I think that that's where it's the. I mean, once again, the, the I would. It almost blows the theory and the 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 thought. And the statement that, well, love is blind. Because she doesn't believe that. If she did, she wouldn't feel like she needs to. Like like she had to defend him. Yeah. And warn people and and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if you did, you'd just be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not. He's hot. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. It's like shallow hell. Yeah. Yeah. You would just see what you really... What you found so beautiful on the inside would be enough that it actually exuded on the outside. Yeah. And you, yeah, like you said, you wouldn't have to explain it at all. No. There's but that's no... not what happened. Yeah. I know. And I think that that's where it's... And that's where it comes in to where they are the dark horse. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And and once again, I I think it can last for a little while. I think that you know there there the male's infatuation with the female is very strong, and they're going to continually be a good guy because they are very aware of how lucky mm-hmm. that they are to be with that person. Yeah. So they end up they can. In, God, I got the hiccups now. They can end up turning into that pushover. Oh, I know. And a lot of times it kind of goes hand in hand. I know, yeah. Because they like, well, I don't want to lose her. Uh-huh. I've, you know, I'm, I've got a nine or ten right here, and I know. I'm very well aware that I'm like a four or five. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, but that's kind of what's funny with some of the other characteristics we talked about with some of the other ones is, like, the bully may be a four or five as well. So you can have, like, <laughs> a four or five that's... That doesn't realize they are and demeans their partner to make him feel bad. Mm-hmm. Or there's the other one that puts their partner on the pedestal. I know. Yeah. So I guess out of the two. I would rather yeah, have. Yeah, you'd rather want the dark horse. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Ride that ugly ass dark horse as long as you want, ladies. <laughs> well, and I, I think that I think that the dark horse can become, become somebody good. and. Well, it's not that they're not good. They're I good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like, because they are for most intents and purposes. <clears throat> well, they, I'm just they are to think a like, decent catch. I'm thinking initially though, is the person going to ever be attracted to the dark horse? Yeah. The person, and so this is the other thing you tend to see with this, is you find out as time goes by, the partner is not having sex with the dark horse. Yeah, I know. You find that out. Uh-huh. And the dark horse is always telling everybody and talking about how hot and sexy his wife is. Uh-huh. But she's not putting out. Well, I think that the I think that the other the one that you were specifically talking about, they I think they put out they they have sex often. Okay. But uh, <laughs> so that kind of blew. But I think yes, well, that's I think you're one right. example. Yeah, that I, mean, is I think one. a lot of times you end up finding out uh-huh. that they don't. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think you're completely right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. most of the time, because they don't have that sexual attraction right. to their partner, so it's like, well, <laughs> why? You you already know from the beginning that you're not completely attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. So why pursue it anyway? I think that's the biggest thing to to kind of take away from this one is if you, you know, if you're in the beginning of a relationship and you are already realizing that you're having to defend or warn people or mm-hmm. do, you know, that kind of stuff, that is a big red flag. Right. And you need to, to realize that and and notice that, okay, well... Shoot, why why am I trying to make excuses or defend this mm-hmm. person? And why am I trying to force this? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of times it's because you just don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> you can find yourself down a very long, lengthy road where you've hit a point of no return or it just gets harder and harder to end it mm-hmm. because you've gone years with just not wanting to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah. And so you neglect them emotionally, you, ne- you neglect them sexually, you neglect them in all these other ways, but they're willing to hold on through right. all of that because they still feel that they're lucky to be with you. Mm-hmm. 
And they're like, well, I can accept not having sex with you. I can accept not doing this with you. I can accept not doing it because I just want, I want to be able to be with you and I want to be able for everybody to know that I'm with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think think that there's part, I I don't think it's all completely innocent and sweet that I just want to be, I think it's street cred. Yeah. I get Uh street cred because I'm with a woman that's a lot better looking than I am. That's beautiful. I know. Yeah. So. But, I mean, with everything that we've covered tonight, the, we, I mean, we really wanted to try to provide some kind of solutions for everything, and we hope that we, we did a good job at, at doing something for it. I mean, if, uh, it, obviously, every time it's like, oh, it sucks if you're already in that situation, mm-hmm. but try to make the situation better and well i think that i think the dark horse thing requires foresight Mm -hmm. if you know you're in that situation and and like you said if you're already heading down that path where you know you're not attracted to him you know you're making those excuses that's your warning sign Mm -hmm. i think aside from the first one we talked about with the emotionally unattached and the non-committal person most everything else is pretty salvageable. Yeah. It just uh-huh. requires some action and effort on your part of either Your part and them, their part, them, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. Independence and all those other things we talked about with some of those. But I, I think that, yeah, the, the good majority of them, even if you realize light down the road or it's something that kind of <clears throat> morphs in that situation... I mean, I think even kind of thinking back to that fixer-upper, I've seen guys that were not fixer-uppers that because of something happening in their life after they were married, they became fixer-uppers. Mm-hmm. Well, and my ex wasn't a fixer-upper right. when I got with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to show that that's how they are when you're dating. It can show up after you've already in a committed relationship or even married. Mm-hmm. And and now you're, you're, you're I don't want to say you're stuck with that, but... Now you have the challenge of, of really trying to, you know, help them stand on their own two feet and 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 those things. So, mm-hmm. I, but I think that a lot of that still is salvageable. It is, uh huh. I know, and it and I mean with with everything, it's like you got to know when when it is still salvageable, mm-hmm. and hopefully it's not too late to. Right. To work on things and make things better. and But you also need to know when it is too late. And you need to know when to when you need to cut your losses and, and make a de- good decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But um, I, don't, I don't have anything else. Do you? Nope. Yeah. Well, um, we, I know we wanted to have another, uh, a second part to this series so i'm not sure when exactly we'll do it but at some point we wanted to to do a part two for, for the guys one. yeah for the guys instead of bashing them yeah instead of bashing the guys we'll go and back to bashing the girls and picking on the and picking on the girls with this one too i think that you pick on both of them yeah in this really yeah but, but looking at it from the perspective of what are the what are the type of girls that guys end up with mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be with and the reason they're not happy yeah yeah so and what yeah. that says about them so yeah we wanted to do that at some point as well and i don't know if it'll be next week or weeks away but we will definitely cover that but um as always thank you all for listening 
Um, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and listen to us wherever podcasts can be heard. Yep. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks.